Navigating Neva, Neva Nicole here. Today is our very first episode. Welcome to Navigating Neva. In Navigating Neva, I'm going to share with you all things aquatics. I love aquatics and I can talk about it forever, so I decided, hey, why not share a podcast? Today, I'm going to share with you what is near and dear to me and what I constantly think about as summer approaches, and that is how to have no drownings. I want a zero drowning summer. I want you to be safe and I want each child to be safe. I'm an aquatic professional with 20 plus years in my industry. Check out my bio. But I have also had a near drowning experience as a child, as well as having to jump into the pool and save my own son. All of these stories will be shared in upcoming episodes. I want you to stay safe and enjoy the summer. Listen up and have a happy and healthy summer. Always remember, your safety comes first. Water covers 71% of the earth. If you just keep walking, you're bound to find a lake, a ditch, a creek, a river, a pond, a retention pond. Walk far enough and you're going to reach a shoreline or the beach. Or you don't even have to leave your land. Maybe there was a heavy rain and water's pooled in your yard at the end of the driveway or in the backyard, and there's just a few inches of water standing. Walk into your house and you're going to find a toilet. Maybe you're going to find a mop bucket. Maybe you're going to find a tub where you didn't pull the drain. It only takes two inches of water to drown. Drowning can happen in less than 60 seconds, and drowning is silent. Today, we're going to focus on layers of protection. I decided to make this number one. So before we even get to the pool and talk about water safety, we're going to talk about how we can prevent a drowning from occurring in the first place. So, layers of protection. First, supervise. Then, use barriers. Then, learn to swim. And lastly, know how to respond. We're going to go over all of these. So, first one, supervise. If you guys have been to a pool and you check out the pool rules, you're going to notice rule number one is usually no solo bathing. Or if there's lifeguards, it says don't go swimming until the lifeguards are here. Make sure you're swimming in a guarded area. So whether you want to call it no solo bathing, never swim alone, swim with a buddy, swim with a buddy in a supervised area, all of these are what we want to consider. I want you to supervise. I want you to supervise your own children and be their lifeguard. What if there's a lifeguard there? That's great. You should still be your child's lifeguard. Lifeguards aren't babysitters. They're lifeguards, and they're going to help us in a life-threatening event, but we want to make their job easier and have our eyes on our child the whole time. If you don't believe me, do a search, and you'll find out that children do drown in lifeguarded pools. So... Drowning can occur, and we want to avoid it. So anytime your kids are near water, in, on, or around the water, we want to supervise them. If they're on a dock, yes, we want to supervise them. If they're in a boat, yes, eyes on them, we want to know where they are. What if they can swim? Yes, absolutely. If they can swim, they can still drown. (laughs) What if they're in the backyard, and there's a body of water, but they aren't planning on swimming. Well, especially if they're not planning on swimming. I had a near drowning experience as a child. 
I was not planning on swimming. I just ended up at the bottom of the pool. I'm actually going to share this story with you guys in episode three. So stay tuned and follow me so that you get to hear all my good stories. So supervision. Supervision is key. And we're going to talk about the Water Watcher Pledge. You guys can search this. Water Watchers. There's pledges all over the internet that talk about this. A Water Watcher Pledge is just a simple little pledge that you take. And there's different companies out there that give you a Water Watcher Pledge on a lanyard or a um, waterproof little key tag. Uh, The YMCA has a Water Watcher Pledge. You can take the pledge poolsafely.org has a water watcher pledge. This one's my favorite. I've been in the aquatic industry for a long time and uh, we give out free material when it's available. Pool Safely has had free material and the water watcher pledge was one of them. I like it a lot because it's a lanyard. It's waterproof and I can put the pool key on the lanyard. I can put a CPR pocket mask on the lanyard. I can put a mini blow horn on the lanyard if I want, and I grab it with me when we go to the pool. And the idea behind the Water Watcher Pledge is a great concept. I'm going to share with you a story from a friend that we had years ago. Um, I'm not going to go into extreme detail, but I am going to share enough of the story so that you guys get the point. Um, this mom called me the day after the event, and no, her child did not drown. Um, but it was scary. Nevertheless, it was a traumatizing and scary moment for her. So they were at a Sunday school function and there was a pool. It was a neighborhood pool. There were no lifeguards. It was a shallow pool. It was zero depth. It had a little water feature in the water. And I think it went to about five feet. But if you're a child, five feet is the deep end. So, um, She had three boys. She had an eight-year-old, she had a four-year-old, and she had a baby. And on this particular day, her husband wasn't there. But that's okay. There's tons of other people there. It's a Sunday school event, lots of parents all around. She puts her kids in the pool and goes over to apply sunscreen to the baby before getting in. When she comes back to the poolside, she finds her son floating in the water, in the shallow end. And she picks him up. And she just holds them. She doesn't know what to do. Now, I, I would have immediately responded. But my history and background is not the same as hers. She held her little boy and she hoped and prayed and wished he was better. But she didn't have the resources she needed to make a difference. And time stood still for her. It felt like forever. And she couldn't understand why no one was helping. She couldn't understand how this happened. And then... Then one of the uh, the ladies there was a nurse, and she grabbed the little boy. She performed the necessary skills, and the little boy's fine. They did go to the fire department. They did call the pediatrician. They went to the ER. After um, an incident like this, you always want to get checked out and make sure there's no water inside. You want to get your oxygen levels checked out. But the good news is he was okay. There was nothing wrong. He made it, and it was traumatizing, and it was a life-altering event for everyone involved. But it wasn't a drowning. So it's really hard to understand how things like this happen at a pool surrounded by people. And I'm going to tell you how. No one knew it was their responsibility to watch the kid. I thought you were watching. Well, I thought you were watching. Well, no, I wasn't watching. I went inside. 
No, I wasn't watching. You saw I picked up the phone. Nobody knows. So instead of pointing blame or being very upset after a tragedy happens, a fantastic idea is to take the Water Watcher pledge and have that lanyard. And if for some reason you're going to walk away and your eyes aren't on the pool, you're not lifeguarding your child, you've passed that responsibility on to someone else. And that's important. That is so important. Do not take your eyes off of a child in the water. People go swimming every year, every day, and they think that it's fine. And it it is fine. But to me, water is more deadly than fire. In a fire, I could get burned and I could survive. If I'm in the pool and I drink that water and I take it in, after so many minutes, I'm brain dead. It doesn't matter what kind of follow-up care you give me. There's no coming back from that. In a fire, it's smoke inhalation what kills us. In a pool, it's the water. You inhale the water and it just goes down from there. I'm going to talk about the drowning process in our third episode. So stay tuned for that. But um, for right now, water is dangerous. And anytime your kids are in, on, or around the water, supervise, watch them, have a designated water watcher. And I feel like that is a really good point to move on to our next one. So our next topic is barriers. So you've got a pool and you want to make it safe. An effective pool barrier protects a child from going over, under, or through the barrier and keeps kids from accessing the pool when supervising adults are not present. So a lot of states are really good about this and they've got rules in place and they say you have to have a fence or you have to have this or you have to have that. And there's tons of information on here, and I'm actually going to post it on my um, on my website, Navigating Neva, under this episode, episode one. I'm going to give this information to you guys. It's also on my Facebook page, Navigating Neva, and I'll go ahead and I'll post it on the Instagram page too. Try to put it out there all over so you guys get your hands on it. So some states have rules, some states don't. If your state has rules, let me know, and we'll talk about it later. Fences. Fences are part of the barriers. You want to make sure that your fence is a certain height and that it locks and that it has a latch and that it closes. We want to be able, remember, not to go over, under, or through. So we want the fence to to do its job. Second is pool covers. Now back in my day, a pool cover was like a piece of plastic you put on top of the water. But not now. Now they've got these impressive pool covers where you could roll a bowling ball across it and and it's not going to get in the water so if you have a a child that's under three and they crawl out they're not going to touch the water um obviously these pool covers need to be installed by a professional and work the way they're designed to work um and next is alarms so have an alarm on your door your door leads out to the pool have an alarm on it Lock it, latch it, make sure it's closed. If it opens, have an alarm sound. People, you can put an alarm on a person. They make these little bracelets and you you put the bracelet on your child. And if your child enters the water, the alarm goes off. I'm also going to post this up so you guys can have access to what I'm talking about. And there's pools. There's alarms for your pools. Um, What I mean is it's in the water and it floats on the surface and it lets you know if anything enters the water surface. So a good idea for an indoor pool 
or a pool with a screen on it, but not not so much if you've got leaves falling in there and pool floats floating across the pool. But part of water safety is we don't want to leave things in the pool like the pool float. Anything that makes that inviting to um, people who should not be swimming right now, we want to remove those from the pool. Um, these fences also and pool covers stop us from having our ball or our doll that my brother threw over the fence go in the water. You've got a pool cover and that ball is not going to roll into the pool. So that child's never going to crawl over there to get it. Learning to swim. Super important. Super important. Um, In my episode about swimming lessons, I'm going to talk about when's a good time to learn to swim and how young you should be when you learn to swim. Water introduction or learning to be safe and comfortable in, on, and around the water can happen whenever you want. And it's a good idea to get comfortable in the water. And we'll talk about this in our learning to swim. But for our learn to swim, you want to make sure that you understand uh, no one is drown-proofed. Drowning can still occur. So we're never going to swim alone. We're never going to leave our children unattended in the water, regardless of how good of a swimmer they are. I gave my son swim lessons when his brother was born, and uh, then later we jumped in and saved him. So swimming lessons do not drown-proof you. Sometimes they give you a little confidence boost, and uh, you got to be on your toes and watch them a little more than you were before. But drownings can still occur. So the American Red Cross, they don't have swim instructors, You probably call it an instructor or your swimming teacher, but truly what the American Red Cross has is water safety instructors. Their course is called the WSI course, and um, it's called this because they believe in teaching people to be safe in, on, and around the water. So yes, you're going to learn to swim, but as you progress through those American Red Cross levels, you learn water safety that's appropriate for your swimming ability, and it keeps going on and on and on as you go through all these lessons. So in the beginning, you're learning how to be safe in, on, and around the water. You learn how to swim, float, swim, so you don't get tired. You learn how to grab onto the wall. You learn how to exit. You learn how to reach out and save somebody. So there's lots of good stuff. Lots of good stuff. All right. Last one for today is knowing how to respond. You guessed it. Learn CPR. You don't have to take a class I'd prefer that you do, but you don't have to. You can go to handsonlycpr.org and learn how to do CPR. Hands-only CPR. Uh, The American Red Cross and the American Heart Association both have a hands-only CPR program. I'll come teach it to you for free if you'd like. You get the opportunity to play with my doll. You, You can also do this on your own if you order the friends and family CPR from the American Heart Association. But learn CPR because... CPR saves lives. We're actually going to have another episode, the episode, um, episode three, when I talk about my drowning, I'm going to tell you why CPR is important. Um, not only is it important, but it's helpful and it, it makes life, life changing, um, outcomes. And I, I strongly recommend you get certified. Um, there's more training. There's CPR. There's also basic water rescue. I love this class. Basic Water Rescue is an American Red Cross certification course. It teaches you how to be safe in, on, and around the water. Um, The best part about it is there's no pre-swim, so you don't have to 
take like a lifeguard pre-swim test to take the class. You just have to be comfortable standing in waist or chest deep water. So basic water rescue certification course teaches you how to save someone else who's in trouble in the water without putting yourself in harm. So I like to tell you guys, you know, your safety comes first. So this water rescue class will keep your safety first. Um, Part of knowing how to respond is to have a safety plan in action. We're going to call this an emergency response plan. And I'm going to talk about this more in later episodes. But a plan is good. Um, If no one knows the plan, it's no good. So if you have a home and a pool or you have a club and a pool, um, go ahead and stick that emergency response plan up on the wall next to the phone. Because if you have a pool, chances are, your state told you or your county told you you need a pool phone for emergencies so stick that emergency response plan up on the wall next to your pool phone Um, if you want help writing one i would love to help you write one they're really basic um it it's just a safety plan (laughs) that tells you who does what in an emergency that's it that's all that it does it's just an outline of items so that in an incident everyone is aware of who is responsible for what Kind of like the concept with the water watcher pledge. You know, you're in charge and you're watching the kids because you got the lanyard. You've got a emergency action plan by your pool. You now know who's supposed to be doing what. So we're going to review. Um, we're going to review our layers of protection. The first one is to supervise. Anytime children are near the water, supervise them. Watch them. Be your kid's lifeguard. Second is barriers. You guys want to put up pool fences, pool alarms, pool covers. And then learn to swim. Find swimming lessons that are for you, that make you feel comfortable, make you feel confident. Meet the time that you need to take them. Um, Know how to respond. Learn CPR. Make an emergency action plan. Take a basic water rescue course. You can even get lifeguard certified if you'd like. So... I did give you guys a homework assignment, not sure if you remember or not, but I said snap a picture of your pool rules. So if you um, have a pool and there's pool rules, take a picture of the pool rules and share that with me. Share it with me on my Facebook page, share it with me on my Instagram page. You can email it to me if you'd like, navigatingneva at gmail.com. And I want to thank you guys for listening to my first episode. I wanted to keep these short for you so that you can listen to it in the carpool line or on lunch or whatever you're doing. I want to get this information out to everybody. And then I want you to come back because I want no drownings. I want a zero drowning summer. I want you to be safe. I want each child to be safe. So come back next week for water safety precaution tips and have a happy and healthy summer. As always, remember... Your safety comes first.